We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yerp, what is going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pride Podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host for today, Malcolm, and I'm joined with my guy, Pierre, man. How you doing, Pierre? I'm doing great, man. Victory Monday, an ass whooping to the Jaguars. Offense played well, defense played well, special teams played well, Michigan won. I'm in a good mood, Malcolm. I'm in a great mood. Have you heard the song by Drake and Future, Life is Good? Uh, yes, I did. That, yes, that's I how I feel right now. Life is good. I feel you, man. 40 to 14. How many people seen that ass whooping coming? I mean, not a lot. Not a lot of people seen that, that beating coming. I know it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I, I think Detroit had to make an example of them. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but they, they definitely went out there and and showed the Jaguars um, that they are not equal <laughs> to each other. Um, no Tyler today with us on the show, um, but let's just jump right into it, man. Let's just talk about the Detroit Lions offense against the Jaguar defense, man. What, what, what um, stood out to you? So I noticed I was at the game. Like, it's kind of hard to tell, but I noticed there was a lot of zone more than man. And Ben Johnson was just slicing and dicing them. They were finding the soft spots in the zone. And just said, did it look like that on TV? That's what I noticed from from the game. They were playing lots of zone, not really man. I mean, they did play a little man, but it seems like every time they're bringing a guy in motion, a guy wasn't always following. So that that's zone, right? Yeah. Um, and it just seems like they were finding the soft spots in their soft zone, and they were attacking it. And they yeah. held up. The O line holds up. You don't get pressure in zone coverage. We've seen it happen here when they, the Lions play zone. There's no pass rush. Shit, everything's wide open. Yeah, if you're gonna play zone and you're gonna, you know, just rush four and drop everybody else in coverage, or or drop three or you know rush three and drop everybody else in coverage, you better have a good, you know, front four to to get the quarterback to, right. you know, affect the timing. 
Yeah, that was their game plan coming in. You know, Jared Goff even said that him and Ben Johnson sat down and they they saw that this week, you know, that's what the Jaguars do. And I think it was a credit to, you know, the Jaguars being banged that their number one corner was out, Griffin. So they didn't really have like a guy who could just cover guys. So, I mean, their best option was to play soft and, and, and hopefully – let Detroit, you know, shoot themselves in the foot, which we didn't do this week, which was great. Um, I think Golf only had one throw that 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 got um that got batted down that almost got picked off. But besides that one throw, um, he was pretty clean the whole game. Jared Golf played really clean. Marlon say Brown played clean, had a great game. DJ Shark had a great game. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the whole offense all around, man. This this was a really great game. I mean, when you have a game where you have zero punts. And you score in every single drive except the kneel down. Something is definitely going right um, for your team. Yeah, I also thought we've we've like talked a lot about Swift. I think Swift looked healthy. He looked confident. He wasn't like necessarily running east and west. He was running north and south. Um, it looks like he had forty nine receiving guards and then sixty two rushing guards. Four point four on the ground. I mean, that's pretty good for like yeah, a guy I mean, that. I mean, it looks like he was losing confidence these past few weeks. Now he's healthy. After that mini bye week, he looked good. We're gonna need him down the stretch for sure. He he's an explosive player. You need you need Swift to be right, and he looked right versus uh, versus the Jags. Yeah, I think you know during the next five games, um, him and Jamal is gonna be very important. But it's good to get um, Swift involved early in this game. You know, like you said, he had over a hundred total total yards scrimmage yards right so that's good to get him involved man and getting getting his confidence back and um because like like you said man we're definitely gonna need him down the stretch yeah and then uh also looking at the receivers i mean obviously i'm gonna brown dj Chark played well but then brock wright thought he played well um james mitchell was really good at blocking they showed like a couple of replays and the guy was blocking well <laughs> um that's good that's good especially for a rookie man yeah, so that was also one of, like, his things coming out. Like, he wasn't the best blocker. Like, he had to work on his – like, he was a decent blocker. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's developing as a blocker, which is good. And I think they'll start getting him more involved in the passing game. And then Jamison Williams, um, he got his feet wet, mainly in on run run plays. He, he was, like – I mean, it's hard, really hard to evaluate after, like, just – I don't know how many plays he had, like, seven, eight plays, whatever it was. Yeah. You know Something what? Like that. He, he had an impact regardless. I mean, even though he was there on the running plays, what he did is he, he every time he entered the field, he commanded that respect on the defense. So right. that corner, he, instead of him running straight up, no, he, he took some step backwards. He gave him a little cushion. So that gave the opportunity to run the ball. I mean, that is stuff like that. Just get him out there as a decoy, letting him run around, get his feet wet. I mean, me personally, I wish we could have saw a screen. Because we saw a screen. I think that, I think y'all it's coming. Been, y'all would have y'all lit up that whole arena if he would have caught a screen. I'm pretty sure that field would have went crazy. Either a slant or something quick, a screen, even a, um, you know, a jet sweep, something, you know, just something easy to get him to touch the ball and have the ball in his hands. That would have been really fun. That's what I wanted to see. Um, I was hoping that I was get, get going to get this, get to see that. But it's coming, like you said, it's coming. It's coming. I think it's actually, I mean, I think he's going to get more involved against, you know, Minnesota. But so I have a question for you. So I told my buddy next to me, I was like, yo, let's just start it. We want JMO Chan, just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's your love. And we did. And then, like, once we did it, like, other fans started it too. Um, the first one we started it, was, did, was it like the first one you guys heard on TV? 
There was like when a we few heard of it. Them. When we heard it, it was I think the fourth quarter. It was a fourth quarter, I believe, and that's when we heard it. I gotta go back and see it again, but it, I believe it was the fourth quarter. But we started the initial one, and then afterwards, like people were just kept saying it, and like obviously we were saying it too. We we did it a couple times. Oh, people were laughing at us. People joined us. You know, it was. I mean, we were blowing them out, right? It was just like everyone's having a good time. No one was pissed off. I mean, people bought tickets to see J-Mo. I mean, that's that's how it was. I saw people I saw last minute. So many, so yeah. many, Jameson Williams jerseys. Yeah. Oh my I mean, god! Last, last minute, like I'll, you go on Twitter, people are like, oh, just just got my ticket, just got my ticket to the game. I'm like, man, you got the ticket on Sunday, Sunday morning. That's how people were. They're like, look, I I, I want to see Jameson. I want to see his debut. I want to see him out there. So yeah, a lot of people bought tickets, man. And, and to be honest with you. I think a lot of people are going to buy more tickets this Sunday to see him out there again to see because I know they probably didn't get to see him in action because he was only out there and pretty much like a decoy. I mean, they had, they threw one ball to him, but like you said, you are. I think we're all expecting him to have a bigger <laughs> role next week. So yeah, I could see those same crowd being out there at Ford Field this this Sunday. Yeah, overall though, I mean, the offense, Jared Goff, like what. I mean, we we've given the, like we've talked about him in good ways and bad ways, and I think on yesterday he was almost damn near perfect. Like he wasn't perfect, but shit, thirty-one for forty-one. That's over. I think that's over seventy-five percent. Three hundred forty yards, no picks, two touchdowns. He, he was phenomenal yesterday. Um, this this is the stretch I was telling you. Tell, yeah, I was saying yeah, all along, pressure a little too, you know. Like we always yeah. talk about sometimes how he's a statue. Yesterday. I mean, that's inconsistent with him. He has to work on that, obviously. But yesterday, he improved on that. He improved on his pocket awareness, which is one of the knocks on him. So He can develop the spin move. Oh, my gosh. That spin move either works or it's really bad. Uh, it is what it is, though. It worked yesterday. Yeah. And sh- shout out to Jared Goff because, like, I'm, I'm like, one of his biggest cri- – like, what do you call it? How do I say I, 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 I get what you about to say, man. I was about to say that he actually shook the hell out of Trayvon Walker. Trayvon, that, that spin move, that, that was on Trayvon Walker. Trayvon I, Walker I was, flew tell. right in there. He flew right in there. The Jerichoff caught him with the Michael Jackson spin move, spin off him, and he just saw Derek, the Trayvon Walker flying like he's completely. It was crazy. It was a nice play from J, um, JG. He didn't complete to nobody, but just just for him to avoid the sack on that play yeah it, 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 was, it was good to see so yeah i've been like one of jared goss like biggest like i don't want to i want to say hater but like i'm well, on him critic. he's off critic yeah thank you critic yeah i don't hate the guy i don't love the guy i kind of think he is what he is right and yesterday he showed more than that now if he could keep doing that like i told you guys if he could be consistent he hasn't been consistent this year you'll have like a few games he's good if he could just be consistent for the rest of the year I think we might have something. We'll see, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I, I think the next five games, we're all gonna see the same Jared Goff you saw this week. I, I really think you're gonna see the same JG unless something crazy happens and guys start getting another injury bug. I, I, mean, I don't want to bring that up and hope and say jinx it, but um, if these guys, you know, stay the course and they're they're healthy, I think they're playing the best football. And it's teams like this that end up playing their best of football in December, those are the teams that teams get scared of. And we're going to really see where we're at if we handle business next week. Um, but 
regarding this game, Jared Goff did what he needed to do, man. When you have a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, I know a lot of people thought that they were saying that, you know, they're equal to you guys. You know, they're the same as the, as the Lions, you know. Jared Goff wanted to prove a point. The Lions wanted to prove a point that we're better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're, we're like, we're just, you know, we're just a level above them. And that's what they showed them, man. So that, that, that was good for the Lions. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I was one of the person who says they were similar. And I mean, they still kind of are similar, right? But obviously the Lions are, I think, ahead of them after yesterday. Yeah, you, gotta, you have to. And I think a big part of it is coaching. I mean, and a lot of people don't are not really aware of it, but coaching matters a lot. And you see what um, Aaron Glenn has done to his defense. Uh, I saw a stat uh, as far as, like, confirming if it's true or not. I have not. I'm just going to say it in the air, though. Um, they said that since um, they did fire Anthony um, – Arby Pleasant said Arby Pleasant mm-hmm. got fired. Um, the defense have been ranked six since um, then. That, that's what I, that's what I heard. I, I, as far as it's, is, it, is it true, I don't know. So here somebody you go. Me, somebody tagged me on, on Twitter. It was after the Dolphins game, right? He got fired. After Dolphins game. Gave up nine points to the Packers. Gave up 30 points to the Bears. 18 points to the Giants. 28 points to the Bills. 14 points to the Jags. It's a lot better than giving up. 30, what are they giving up the first few weeks? Like 33 or 34 points a game? Something like that? Something ridiculous? Almost 40. Almost 40. It was bad. Yeah, the like offense was like, was, was like on fire too. Um, so, yeah. I think uh, I think they've improved. I don't know about number six in the league. I still think that run defense is a little leaky. I mean, it improved, but I still think like it's not where they want it to be yet. Yeah, I mean, compared, I mean, I, I, I haven't looked at what Travis, what did Travis Etienne do last week? I know I saw him break out for a few big runs. He had 13 carries, 54 yards, 4.2. I mean, that's not bad. As a team, they had 19 carries for 95 yards, but they had to go to their passing game because they were getting murdered. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they get <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that's another thing I like about this coaching staff. When they see a weakness, they attack it. Like, we talked about that with the previous uh, Patricia and Bevel, and they just oh, try yeah. to run the ball, right, or whatever. Now, I'm saying with this staff, like, they saw that they play lots of zone. Um, Mike Caldwell, defense coordinator, he loves to play zone. They've done that all year. Like, all right, you want to play zone? We're going to call all these crossing routes, find the soft spots in the zone, have our receivers find those spots. We're going to give it to our receivers, and they're going to do the work. And that's what it was. I didn't really, like, see, like – like a deep bomb yesterday in the passing game. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, there was one to DJ Chark, actually. There was, like, one to DJ Chark. But other than that, it wasn't, like, anything. Like, I, they were just slicing and dicing them all around, like, converting on third downs, um, protecting Goff. Goff only was sacked twice, right, um, against Josh Allen and the athletic front that we talked about. That's pretty good. So... Yeah, they, the O line did a hell of a job, man. Like, I mean, the O line all year, I, I always say that they've been doing a good job. Um, even with you know the pieces that they've been out, you know the guys stepping in, I got to tip my head off to them as well because it's not an easy job coming in, coming from the practice squad to, you know, now you're a starter and now you're blocking, um, <laughs> you know, professional defensive defensive tackles. It's not easy. It's not. Um, so a KO, I mean. Even though that he didn't have the cleanest game, I mean, I take my hat off to him for you know just just stepping in and, and keeping JG not sacked. Yeah, I mean, he was sacked twice. I don't know if those honestly, I don't know who two those were on. Maybe one was on K Coyote or whatever. I don't know, but 
I, I know he gave up a few pressures. Um, I, I don't think he gave up any sacks though. I think I think one came off of um. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's two sacks, and in general, like it looked like where we were sitting when I was watching golf, like had all day to throw back there. So that was good to see. Um, getting their playmakers involved on offense. You want to get to the defense? Yeah, man. Let's get into the defense, bro. Hey, prior podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different setup codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so betters can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's do it. So, All right. Go ahead. All right. So, yeah, man, the defense, they, they – um. <laughs> they played as well as as you'd want them to play. To be honest with you, man, um, to only give up fourteen points, they they did a good job, man. I have nothing. I really have nothing negative to say about the defense. The only problem that I see with this defense um, is our nickel. Um, I think Will Harris was kind of getting exposed, but Will Harris has ups and downs. Like he was making plays tackling wise, coverage wise, he made. I think I think I believe I did see him make a play in, in coverage, but. I don't know, man. This is not consistent with, with, with me and Will Harris right now. I have a question for you. I noticed this during the game. Did they have Kirby, Joseph, and Deshaun Elias switching back and forth with Christian Kirk at times of the game? It depends on the coverage, man, because a lot of times what, what happens is that if they're in a nickel package and uh, they, just say, they, say, say if a, a wide receiver, like they have four, four wide receivers out. Yeah. So instead of putting a linebacker on the fourth receiver, um, they will put Kirby on, on that fourth receiver. And sometimes, uh, unfortunately, that was <laughs> Christian Kirk. 
Yeah, I noticed that a few times. I'm like, well, what are they doing? But that makes sense now because they weren't necessarily in their dime packages. They were in their nickel packages. They're in their nickel package, yeah. So instead of putting a okay. linebacker and putting the linebacker in to cover Christian Kurt, they had to put the safety. The safety. So. Yeah, I noticed Deshaun Elliott, I believe, was on him one time, and I believe Kirby was on him a couple of times, and it was not good because, I mean, Kirby is not a corner, and Deshaun Elliott is not a corner. So that yeah. kind of, uh, you know, I was like, that's not a good matchup. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes he, he did line up in front of him, and they they did play like cover one, and they played man. But then there's something that he was just in zone, and you know, Christian Kirk just ended up on on um, Elliott's side. So other than Christian Kirk, we were concerned about Zay Jones and like you know Evan Ingram. Those yeah, guys, I don't, they didn't do they much. They had an awful, had an awful. They both of them had an awful game, and yeah. it's, it's unfortunate for them. Good for us. I mean, I guess we got it. We got a break um, because Jay, Zay Jones, he was. Dropping a lot, a lot, a lot of passes that he should have caught, and he he won a lot, a lot. Like he was lined up against Jeff Fakuda a lot. Um, Jeff Fakuda did get beat. Uh, I think all four of those times when those passes were thrown to him, Jeff got beat. But um, he just dropped the pass. So bad for bad for him. Good for us. <laughs> yeah. So that was a positive as well. And then. Um, Another one of our concerns was Jamal Agnew in the return game, and then they did a they did a good job neutralizing him as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Special teams came up clutch, man. I mean, all around, man. I just I'm trying to think of a negative about this team. Yeah, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't really see a negative. The only neg- the only thing like that kind of bothered me was, I mean, that's nitpicking, but was putting a safety on on Christian Kirk. But that's like nitpicking, right? Overall, I think they played a great game. Their most complete game, in my opinion, I've seen since, like, shoot, I want to say when they had, like, Stafford, what was it, 20, 2011 versus the Chiefs when they won, like, 42 to 14 or something like that? You're asking me about a score in 2011? <laughs> I just remember that game, like, crazy. It was, like, one of Stafford's first game back, and he was just lighting them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 40. We beat a team that bad, like, that. I think Bad. it was the Chiefs since 2011. I don't, I, I, can, I don't recall him. I they don't know. They had Matt man. Castle at quarterback. Yeah, I remember. They had Jamal Oof. Charles at running back, and they had Dwayne Boy at receiver. Don't tell me that how was, I remember this because I do. That was a team. That was a team back then. That was an interesting team. Matt Castle made it interesting. Let's say that <laughs> they paid that. They paid him a ton of money. Yeah, he did not work out for them. <laughs> no, he did not. Um, they thought he was going to be the Jimmy G or something. I, I don't know. Um. Yeah. So, regarding well, this game, man. Um, the the points. I, I can't think of a, a, another lopsided win this this deep. Forty to fourteen. Yeah, and I think like the first play or like the first series of the game kind of just set the momentum right away. Etienne fumbles the ball. They take it. They score. They stop yeah. them. I think they get a field goal. They're they stop them. They get a field goal. They stopped them. No, I think they scored on the next, but I forgot. But then they, I think Swift then runs it in for a touchdown or something. I forgot, but I mean, the Lions never punted. Jack Fox was chilling. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't get to see the the, the debut of J. I am happy we did not see that. I am not a fan of that. I know he was great at that in college, but bro. He was awesome. I know, but like a receiver coming off an injury, you do not want him running full speed tackling someone. You know it's what's just crazy? not ideal. You know what's crazy? I, and I get it that he is the best 
person on the team for the position. I get that, but they were counting on us on the on um the the broadcast, not the broadcast, but um yeah, the broad not not, not the TV broadcast, but like the Fox people. The people oh, on the Fox pregame like, show, like the pregame, the pre-game show. Yeah, they were calling on us about that, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't good. Let's be honest. If the Dolphins came out and said we're going to put Tyreek Hill at Gunner, we'd clown on them too. He's probably their best Gunner, but he's not going to play Gunner. I don't think I ever seen Tyreek Hill play Gunner. I seen him play. What I'm Tyreek. trying to say is like, like having a star like, receiver play a Gunner is not. It's it's not a good idea. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of odd watching it at Bama. I'm like, oh, shoot, why is he? Why do you have my gutter? <laughs> but it was out there flying, making tackles, man. And that's that was one of the reasons what why Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes fell in love with him is because you know he's more than a receiver; he's a football player, and he's just a kid that just loves football. No matter where you put him at, he's gonna want to you know put him on special team. When I have him at the gutter, he's gonna go out there and give it his all. And that's what he did at Bama, and that's what made them fall in love with him. So. If he does it, and I mean, I don't, I don't mind as long as he doesn't get hurt. That's but. that's that's my concern, right? Because this is not Bama. This is the NFL. Yeah. Bama, yeah. I mean, yeah, Bama, you probably went against the SEC, but this these NFL returners and these blockers are bigger and faster than what you saw in college. Especially these returners now, they all are fast. Yeah. Every one of them is fast, and these blockers, the guys that block you, I mean, man, I don't know, bro. I'm just not a fan of it. It's a trial and error. You see how it is. See how it goes. I don't think it's something that he's going to be at his whole career. I don't think he's going to play Gunner next week. I'm going to be honest. I'd, I'd be pissed if, he, if he's Gunner. I'm like, what are we doing, man? And then watch him make a tackle. Like, Holy I, shit, Daniel's a Gunner. I want to be shocked, man. I, I don't think. I think until he gets like a full starting role at, at, at the receiving position, because I think he's going to be a rotation guy. They're probably going to have him limited for for a while until he's like. Cute, uh, wide receiver one, you know, when that happens, then they're probably going to remove him from the gunner. But until they so he has like a you know, he's not limited too much. I, I, I see it. He's gonna have another full practice under his belt, so that's one walkthrough practice, full practice last week, another full practice this week. Got his feet wet a little in NFL game. I want to say he's gonna be a full goal, but I expect him to be a lot more involved in the offense. I just want to see a screen. Come on. Give, give, let's, let's get him on screen. You know Ben See Johnson has something. You know Ben Johnson has something cooking. And around Ben Johnson something. can cook for for a freaking uh, Brock Wright in a screen pass and cook for Khalif Raymond. Imagine what he could do with a guy like Jamo. Look, Khalif Raymond is fast, but Jamo is very fast. Yeah, <laughs> Jamo's very fast. He has he has some stuff cooking, bro. And like you know, Khalif Raymond takes those screens like 20, 30 yards. Jamo could take that to the house, for example. Yeah. That's. They tell me they I, we're gonna see something this week. I wouldn't be shocked if we see some stuff. And the, and the thing with Jabo is that he's not a small like he's 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 small as far as like as far as weight wise. He's kind of small, but he's six foot two. He's not like a he's not five eleven five nine. He's not those small guys. He just he's full of speed. And so and he's just long. So that that's gonna make it better, man. Yeah, um, but no, I mean in general the game. I, th- I think like we covered everything. The defense played well. They stopped their own when they had to. Trevor Lawrence, he did not look like he's looked the past. He was on fire the past few weeks. He was not like that against the Lions. Um, seems like the Lions confused him a little. I don't know exactly. Like it's hard to tell when you're like sitting in the crowd, but 
Seems yeah. like AG did different things, right? He blitzed a little, played zone, played man, confused him, maybe disguised some coverages. Yeah. If I had and, to and guess. And what's what's impressive what the Lions defense did, man, is, you know, Jared, um, not Jared, I'm about to say Jared Goff, um, Trevor Lawrence. Um, the past three games of Trevor Lawrence, he was playing his best football. He was completing yeah. at he was completing at eighty percent, and they, you know, made completion percentage go way down um, after he played us. So they did a good job, um, bringing it, pretty much bringing him back to reality. That's why, that's what I like to call it. So that that's good, man. Yeah, they they also uh, so Doug Peterson is a good coach in this league, in my opinion, and, and they outcoached him. That coaching staff outcoached him. They they literally embarrassed them. Like I would not want to be a Jags fan on Sunday. I would be so depressed. Yeah, they. I mean, that's that's pretty much the vibes that they were pretty much giving out. Like even listening to Trevor Lawrence's press conference, he was saying that he's he was embarrassed. Yeah, that's not and, fun. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, listen to like the last few people talk. Like like after we beat them, that's pretty much like what they're saying. We we're embarrassed. I mean, they were a yeah. different Lions team, man. No reason to be embarrassed. We're actually a good team. No, the Lions. I mean, dude, who cares that Jags are embarrassed? Let them be embarrassed. The Lions. I don't want to say like playoffs, but they've won their last four, their five. That loss came against the Bills, who are probably a Super Bowl contender. Um, played them down to the wire. Played them down to the wire. Literally gave them twenty two seconds, and they fucking scored with those twenty two seconds. Like, and Dan Campbell has improved a lot in his game management. Right, you, we talk about it a lot, and it looks like he trusts his kicker now. He said it. He's like he likes Bagley. He said it in his uh, presser after the game. I don't know exactly how he said it, but he basically said he trusts him. That's good to see. They have a kicker. He missed, obviously, one field goal the other day, but you're going to have those misses, whatever. He Overall, he's been consistent. He's making his field goals. Um, it's nice to see. It's really what they're building here. Their young guys are balling. I mean, heck, James Houston, right? Let's talk about him for a second. Oh, this man. kid plays five snaps against the Bills, gets two sacks. Plays like 11 snaps, I believe, yesterday against the Jaguars. He gets a sack and two pressures. This kid is a pass rush specialist. Thank you. Thank you, Prime. Uh, Coach Prime. That's all I got to say because Coach Prime coached him right. <laughs> whatever Coach Prime did, I don't know what Coach Prime did, but whatever he did, he did something right. Like He, he has, he has um, James Houston playing at a high level right now, man. James Houston, man. Here's the thing. Hutch is first in sacks with with six. Tied in second with a lot of other rookies is James Houston with three. Wow. And and James Houston played how many games? Two. Two. Oof. And 11 and 16 snaps, I think. 16 snaps. Let's just say, to be safe, 20 snaps or less. I think it's 16, 11 and... 16 and three. Was it 11 snaps uh, yesterday? I don't know. Whatever. Something like that. So whatever it is, he played two games. That's that's all that matters. Played two games, a very very limited role, and he has three sacks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think he need, he gotta find a way to get him out there more. Yeah, a pass mm-hmm. rush, pass rushing downs. Yes, third downs. Just throw him there every third down, like every obvious pass rusher. Just throw him in there. Yeah, yeah, because he's not just doing it by luck. It's not like, oh, it's covered sacks. Like, we saw, like, remember we had, like, Devon Kennard, and it was, like, 
the quarterback yeah. would just look around, look around, look around, look around, and then it was like, oh, Javon Kennard finally gets to the quarterback. You know, no. Um, <laughs> James Houston is like you watch his pass rushing moves. Like he'll do like a stutter step and bend. Like his bend is serious. He has a serious bend, <laughs> and when he bends, like he is messing up these tackles. Man, these tackles are came in. Like some of these tackles are not even getting a hand on them. Before they put their hands out to get to try to put their hands on them, he's already around them. His bend is sick. So uh, I don't know who built up his pass rushing moves, but that that brother can play, man. <laughs> he's he's good. Yeah, he's he's a good uh, situation pass rusher. Um, I I don't know what what the smoothest was, but he did like a little walk as he was not. I don't know. You know what I mean? He was going into the pass. I don't know what they call that move. He he like. It was like a, what I saw was like a stutter step. So he like he kind of like did a stutter step and then he like bent like really quick. And when he did that, like he that that, that tackle was like all messed up. <laughs> tackle me know what to do. <laughs> he was like, should I block him? Should I, should I push him? Uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Blocker. I, dude, I've never seen that move before. That was like I don't know. It was something different. I was like, yo, this kid has. That's 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 the that's the movie got to Trevor Lawrence and luckily Trevor Lawrence is okay, man. Because I was worried about Me Trevor too. Lawrence. I usually don't I usually don't worry too much against the opposing teams, um, because my heart's full of black. <laughs> but um, no, I was actually when I saw when I saw Trevor Lawrence go down like that and saw his knee, you never want to see that um, from a quarterback and you know potentially you know tearing at ACL, MCL, anything like that. You don't want to see that. So thank God he's okay. And yeah, there was a great great tackle by um. Yeah, James so we I was around all like Lions fans and they're like, oh shit, they're doing the it looks like they were doing they were doing the ACL test on the field. We're like, oh shit, let's just hope he didn't tear his ACL. Everyone yeah, was like, like everyone was sad. Like there was a couple of Jags fans and Lions fans, like everyone's like, Oh no. Yeah, because like, usually Trevor when, Lawrence is well liked, you know? And you never want to see a player go down. Even if it's against like a team you hate or a player you hate, you never want to see a guy get injured. It's just it's not cool to wish injury on someone. No, no, it's not. It's the way that his knee bent and it got rolled under. It goes like one of those like alligator roll tackles that he yeah. did to him. So he kind of like rolled under him. And like the way his knee was bent, yeah, it looked like I originally looking at it, it looked like ACL. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, shit, he tore his ACL. But he's fine. He's good. And it was just a good play by James Houston. Yeah, I do also want to talk about another thing. Let's talk about the outside corners, Akuda and Jerry Jacobs. I think they have their outside corners for, like, the future, their starters set for, like, you know, the future or whatever. I don't think they have their nickel corner yet, though. I think Will Harris, he's up and down. I think he's more of a depth guy. He's a solid player in this league, but I think he's more of a depth player. Um, I mean, versus two years ago, we're saying, get this guy off my football team. He's an awful safety they move in the corner. He's actually playing like solid. He's he's decent, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't think they have their nickel. And yesterday showed that more. And every week the slot receivers are killing Detroit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wonder how much time Chase Lucas still needs to develop because they gave him. They're not giving him any time to even go out there to see if he can potentially be an upgrade over Will Harris. But Will Harris, I think he just has a lot of trust with the team and the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff, they just trust him. He's a good tackler. That, um, he's a good tackler. He's a good, he's a good tackler, yeah. But um, I think I think the fans don't trust him. I, mean, I think that's where it lies at. I think the coaching staff trust him. The fans the fans don't. And um, it just is Will Harris in coverage is not the best. He gets picked on. He, I mean, because you look at it this way. I mean, if you if you're a quarterback 
and you see Jeff Okuda on one side, you see this little pit bull, uh, Jerry Jacobs on the other side, and you see Will Harris, who are you most likely going to target? Who, who, would you, who would you target, Pierre? Will Harris. I mean, we talk Will about this every week. Like, exactly. Ooh. In general, too, we always talk about Amin St. Brown. Like, it's hard to cover guys in the slot. And we're like, bro, I'm taking – we always talk about this every game. Like, I'm going to attack the middle with the slot corner. Yeah. Or I'm going to do this. Like, literally, that's – teams attack the slot a lot because typically the nickel corner is not, like, the best corner. I mean, some teams have really good nickels. But majority of teams, their best corners are on the outside. I, I yeah. mean, I think you, you, we all could agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. – so I mean I don't know man. Um, they definitely need to upgrade that position. How? I don't mean I don't know. Maybe free agency. Maybe hopefully. Yeah, I think you have draft. to add a veteran, and then um, the draft. Obviously, I don't want to get into too many names, but there is one name I like. He plays for Michigan, Mike Sandstrill. He's he's a beast. But anyways. Okay. But you know what? I'm still I'm still on, on the on the defense with that right now because of Chase Lucas. I, I still like him. I like Chase Lucas a lot. I, it was something about his preseason game that I was like, wow, you know, I, I really like his game. So I'm I'm just waiting to see how Chase Lucas Lucas looks before I'm diving into we have to get a nickel cornerback. No, but the thing is, bro, you, that's a seventh round pick. He was a seventh round pick for a reason, right? Like you gotta get a guy who's talented who could literally like who could play nickel? They got to go out and pay a nickel corner this offseason. That's how I feel. No, you don't need to get the best guy. Just get a guy who fits your scheme, could play man, could run, you know, could tackle. Obviously, doesn't have to be a lead or nothing. Just a good solid nickel corner. Yeah, they, yeah, they can get a veteran and pay him to be yeah. a nickel. I'm, I'm, that, that's cool. And but Chase, I still think Chase Lucas probably still has a future. I just want to see how he looks. I think he has a future too, but I don't think like they're just gonna hand him the job. No, definitely not. I don't think it's an immediate future either. Like, is it something that he's just still developing right now? He's still developing right now. Yeah, and he's also missed some time too. So, yeah, that's true. All right, um, we talked about the offense, the defense. We talked a little about special teams. You want to get to Baller and Oopsie? Wait, before we get to Baller, I want to oh. just talk about something. Maybe you have a better idea about it than I do. I did see some people talking about. Our long snapper being an issue. I personally have not. I, I don't even know how to really evaluate <laughs> long snappers. Um, as far as like, how, are they giving the best snaps? Um, I from from what I'm hearing is that that was the reason why uh, Michael Badgley missed that 20, 20 something yard field goal. Um. There was a, I guess when he lined up for the field goal this week, I think it was the very first kick. Um, Jack Fox had to like, he had to catch the bat. It was a, it was a pretty wobbly snap, but he, he got it in time for Michael Badgley to kick the field goal. Now, have you noticed anything with the, with the long snapping position? Or I, I, I've been hearing it on um, Twitter about Scott Daly. So I did see like during the, he, I think the 45 yard field goal, Said like the snap was like a little too high or too low. I forgot what it was, but dude, in general, like I don't, I don't think he's bad. Like you're, you're not, you don't see like Jack Fox running for his life. You know, you get bad snaps, like a kicker or a punter just takes the ball and starts running or throws it out. You're not <laughs> seeing that. Um, I'm not worried about long snapper, man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was just see if there was something that you saw. I mean, I personally haven't noticed it other than the missed field goal. And then the, you just saw the facial expressions on the the, la, the first, I think it was the first field goal that they made. Um, you saw the facial expression like, man, dude, like we got lucky because 
this the snap was bad. Yeah, I mean, obviously you could you're, they're gonna practice that, and if it continues, long snappers aren't hard to find. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about. It. All right, uh, oopsie doops and ball of the week, man. Uh, no Tyler today, so I guess you're just gonna start it off, man. Well, you actually always start it off. Yeah, who's the ball of the week, man? It's okay. It's gonna be it's Dan Campbell. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's go, man. We talked about like how the Lions and how. The Jaguars are, are very similar teams. How it could be like a really close game, right? Yeah. Um, on our on our not the pregame show, but the the preview show. And Dan Campbell outcoached a Super Bowl winning head coach. The offense, mm-hmm. defense, special teams all executed at a high level. There wasn't coaching errors in this game. There wasn't. Um, should I go for it? Should I not? They just went with the flow game. Everything went right. The way his team prepared, he has team prepared. He's won his four of his last five. The guys are buying in. Dan Campbell also. I mean, he fired last year. He fired Anthony Lynn at the right time. Often starts buzzing. He fires AP at the right time. Look at the defense. We called it a scapegoat on our show. He wasn't a scapegoat. He was the issue. He was clearly the issue, in my opinion. The defense has improved greatly since AP got fired. AP was the issue. That's tough. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's proven as a fact, right? I now. mean, it's and, out there. I mean, yeah, we, we see it. I mean, I, I'm saying it's tough because I personally like RB plays as a coach. I do too. But yeah, I personally like them as a coach. I mean, it sucked that whatever he was doing wasn't working. That 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 knowing that sucks. But um, yeah, man, I guess they just did what they had to do, and now we're playing better football. So yeah, shout out to Dan Campbell. He's the baller of the week. Shoot, I, you have no argument there, man. He definitely, I think everybody that wanted him fired or had a complaint about Dan Campbell calling him meathead this or he's not a coach of that, I think they're all quiet right now. I think that they're all quiet right now. Dude, he could, like, they attack weaknesses. We, we've, like, I, we've said this earlier in the show. They attack. They're not scared. If you have a weakness and you, you don't you don't adjust, we'll keep attacking until you stop. And he said that in his presser when he was first hired. He's like, look, man, if a team can't stop them, we're going to keep running until they stop it. If they can't stop our pass, we're just going to keep doing it until they stop it. And that's what they did yesterday. They couldn't stop the pass. They threw 41 times, and they destroyed them in the passing game. Yeah. So. Shout out to Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, I love that about him. He's not scared to stick to the run. He's not scared to stick to the pass, and they're not scared to adjust in a game either. So it's it's really exciting what they're building here. All right. Um, so let's go to the oopsie doopsie of the week. And this is something I'm probably going to edit out because I really don't have one. So I'm thinking. I have one. <laughs> you have one? Yeah, it's Ooh. not really of the week. It's more like, uh, you know, can I say who it is? Yeah, who it is? For all the people who thought the defense wouldn't get fixed. And I told you guys the defense would oh, be fixed. Oh, shit. So you're saying, it's people- you're, saying, you're saying it's Tyler. No, I'm yeah, saying in general, like with the fan base, for all the people who thought AG was the problem, I said, bro, AG is not the problem. He's a heck of a coach. Yeah. Hello. There it is. Hi. Hello. You hear me? You see me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, there, you know what? The, you know what? I'm rolling with it. You know, the oopsie doopsie of the week is going to go to everybody who thought Aaron Glenn wouldn't get this shit right. I, li- I like it, Pierre. I mean, if if you gave up on Aaron Glenn and thought that, you know, he should be fired, there it is. You're now the oopsie doopsie week. 
Yeah, and someone on Twitter made an apology form of AG. So go out and fill out that apology form if you want. Go find it. And, and for people who are like, wait, Malcolm, you're a part of that list. You're a part. You know what? I didn't completely give up on AG. I just said I needed him to play well in these next three games before, you know, I gave him time. And, you know, he showed me that he was good enough to play, good enough to coach. I have nothing against AG. I love the guy. Um, I'm glad he's our defensive coordinator. I'm just going to say it like that. Yeah, he has these young guys developing at a high rate, and he has them playing, and they're just getting better every single game. So it's it's great to see. It, it is great to see. Um, yeah, no complaints here, man. It's long. I mean, I think right now they're the key to the next five games. And just want to put that out there real quick. Don't want to go too deep into it. But I think Aaron Glenn and this defense is the key for the next five games. So we'll see how that turns out when it happens. Yeah, uh, especially next week. I mean, you're playing a lot of guys who, who are really skilled at those skill positions. The DBs need a big game next week. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's a rivalry. It's Minnesota. You know Dan Campbell. Like, he literally said after the game, like, he didn't literally say it. But he's like, I fucked up. Like, he said that, right? Yeah, he so did. he's <laughs> – I'm telling you that that's probably still itching because if you have that, if you win that game, you're you're at 500 right now, right? So yeah. it's I'm sure that it's itching him. It's it's been bothering him probably, and and you know Dan Campbell also said he's like you know we don't really look at these playoffs years, but we sort of do. Like we kind of know where we're at. Oh, the he Lions. Yeah, they definitely know. Oh, for sure. When players say that, I mean, yeah, it's a week to week thing. Obviously, you just focus on the game at hand. But, you know, you're going to peek here and there, like, oh, where are we in the standings? You know, you might blow it up on the screen, be like, hey, guys, look, we win this. He might, he might have blown, you know, in Hard Knocks, he has that little podium. He has the screen up there. He might blow it up on the screen. The team is like, look, we're there. I think they're two and a half games behind, if I'm not mistaken, from a playoff spot. Yeah. We're two and a half games behind. We have these games left. Let's focus on Minnesota. We take care of Minnesota. That that That's a good thing for us. Then we take care of all of our games. Look, we could get in if we do that. But yeah. we still have to take it one week at a time and not think ahead. I think yeah, that's I mean, how you do that. You could tell he's looking at the playoffs just by the way he talked in his um his, his post game celebration. He said that right now we're in a six game season, and that was one. So he's he's gonna right now they're they're down to the end. These are the last six games. So I think they're looking at these six games as these are their playoffs. These are the next six games are their playoffs. So they're just going to take it one game at a time, and they're going to try to win every single game and see what happens at the end. I don't think they're going to look at other teams to say, oh, well, let's see if this team lose. Um, if they lose, and no. we jump in, and, and if they jump in and we lose, no. they're not looking at it that way, but they're just looking at it. We just need to take care of business right now. So let's win every game that we can and just see what, what happens at the end. And if that happens, man, I'm going to be hyped. I'm probably going to I'm going to I'm going I'm to go. I think I'm going to go. You know, <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, don't not, care if it's, I don't care if it's aware or not. I think I'm gonna go. Hey, I'll get seats next to you. We'll go together. Yeah, yeah we'll go. I, and you know what? I, I don't know, man. If, if it does, if it is possible, I think it might be the the school people. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when once we get closer. If it happens, we can buy our tickets together. And I think if it, whether it's indoor or outdoor, they go to the playoffs. I'm probably gonna go to it. I want to uh, experience I'm, that. I don't think they're gonna play any outdoor games. I don't know. I don't know New York, Washington. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I gotta look at the standings. Like, yeah. I don't know exactly how they look like, but regardless, um, no, you just focus on Minnesota now. And here's something interesting. So yesterday I looked at the spread, like against Minnesota right after our game, and it was Minnesota minus one. 
Today is Lions minus one. That means people are betting on Detroit. Yeah, it started off, and, and that spread started off at Minnesota minus three. Oh my! I mean, yeah, I, I have the ESPN app. You probably have the betting apps that those are more accurate. This just shows yeah. the ESPN. So, so, okay, so yeah, I, I know as of yesterday, it, it was all over the place. But I noticed. I think it did start off at negative three, minus three, for um, Vikings, and now we're favorite. Let's go. Yeah, so people are betting on Detroit, and bro, there was this one better. He bet forty four thousand Jacksonville minus one. He did. It was it, it was on Bleacher Report. He <laughs> Jacksonville minus one forty four thousand dollars. Forty four thousand dollars, man. You guys just gave me the money. Bye. See ya. <laughs> that that's tough, man. That's 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 a huge L. Yeah, I feel like if I bet forty four thousand. On every game, I'd be so rich right now. I'm nine and three in my Lions picks. <laughs> you probably just be betting on oh the Lions. You just betting on the Lions, and you don't bet on nobody else. I'm kidding, bro. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about we know about your record there. Because I don't like, I don't really pay attention to those games like that. I just just look at things. Like, I'll just take this team. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a formula. I used to pay attention to it, but bro, now I'm like busy with work and all that. I just kind of see the lines and like a little what's going on in the league. I can't really pay attention to like, because I used to be into fancy football and you just know everything's going on. You got to know your players and everything, the matchups and all that. I don't even do fancy anymore. I don't got time for that because I like yeah. to win. And I, when I like to win, I have to be like invested and I have to like put the time into it. I hear you, man. So it's fantasy is a lot of work. Honestly, it is. Yeah. All right, man. Um, Shoot. So we covered almost we covered everything, man. Is there anything else we have for the show, man? Uh, no, just man, just we got to keep stacking those W's. Minnesota's next. We've won four of our last five. Let's get this n- another dub against Minnesota. That's what yeah, you got to do. I'm excited for the next five games, man. I can't wait to see what happens, man. Um, I do think this is gonna be our best football, man. I think they're right now they're playing the best football. I think they're they're trending to be a hot team right now, and this game this next game is gonna show. So. With that being said, um, I am your boy Malcolm, and I am signing out, man. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out, and I will see you later this week. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.